This is the Music, Mindfulness, and Mental Health Podcast with Chris Griffin. Welcome to episode three, my interview and conversation with Kelvin Young, who is a sound healer and a certified addiction recovery coach. Um, If you want to reach Kelvin, go ahead and go to sacredsoundenergyhealing.com to find out more about him. And if you're interested in joining Griffin Counseling Services as a licensed uh, mental health clinician, or if you need help or a loved one needs help with a mental health problem, please go and check out www.griffincounselingct.com. Griffin is spelt with an I-N. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Chris, and you are with me at the Music Mindfulness and Mental Health Podcast. And today I'm with uh, Kelvin Young. Can you say hi, Kelvin? Hey, how you doing, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. I'm right. so glad you're here today. Thank um, you for having me. So I just experienced a sound healing with Kelvin that was really amazing. And so I just wanted Thank to have you. a conversation with Kelvin for a little bit here about sound healing, about how it relates to mindfulness. Um, obviously, there is some musical qualities to it. There was definitely a performance there. Um, so just give me a little background about yourself, Kelvin, to start. Sure. Absolutely, Chris. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for allowing me to be on the podcast uh, today. And um, as you mentioned, now, I'm, a, I'm a sound practitioner, so I use different sounds from uh, the crystal singer bowls, Tibetan bowls, and other healing instruments. And I'm also a holistic stress management instructor as well an addiction recovery coach. Uh, but most importantly for me, I'm a person that's in recovery from alcohol and other drugs. And after many years of battling with depression, anxiety, and drug addiction, I found freedom from alcohol, from marijuana, from cocaine, from heroin, from other opiates. And I began my healing process in a drug treatment program in prison. And within this prison program, I learned about the transformative powers of yoga, meditation, uh, creative and expressive arts like poetry and journaling. And I had a lot of misconception, Chris, about these holistic practices, but the things I was doing prior to going to prison, it wasn't working for me no more. So I had to try something new, had to try something different, and I stepped out of my comfort zone. And by going within, and for me, going within, that's where healing truly begins. We allow ourselves to go inside of ourselves and explore our inner landscape. And when I was able to do that while incarcerated, I was able to find a sense of and utilize the different practices such as yoga and meditation. I was able to find a sense of calmness and inner peace, you know, being in a very hostile and restrictive environment such as prison. But most importantly, I was able to understand the root causes of my addiction. And from my experience, I learned that it was the, the unhealed, unprocessed emotional pain and distress that I was experiencing in, in my life, uh, the trauma, you know, the, the, the toxic and chronic stress was at the root of my addiction. So basically, I was looking for relief. And 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 I found it in alcohol. I found that relief in, in cocaine and marijuana and, and heroin and all the other drugs that I, I, I consumed. And it worked for a while and until it didn't work. And I got caught up in a very vicious cycle of addiction for many, many years. But allowing myself to go within with these, these different practices, such as meditation, it was very profound learning experience for me. And it got to the point where once I, I learned the practice of meditation, I started meditating with um, some music, with sound. 
And there was a station that came on um, particularly every Sunday, and it was, it was a station called Echoes, which they played um, different ambient music, relaxation music, whatever you want to call it. And it brought me to a place of just calmness and inner peace and just relaxation, whereas to the point where I wasn't in prison no more. I was, I was beyond the bars. And it just brought a sense of calmness and relaxation to me that I was able to respond better in the situation because I was dealing with a lot of, you know, different stressors being in prison, you know, from the people that was incarcerated with me to the CEOs to just the negative vibrational energy space that I was in. So, but by learning these tools while incarcerated, while incarcerated, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to learn some new life skills so I can live life on its terms, deal with the stressors without resorting to alcohol or the cocaine or the heroin or the oxycontins that I used to consume and um, deal with it in, in a way that, that works for me. And, and I found that meditation and sound healing and yoga and other practices that I incorporate in my life on a consistent basis has helped me to sustain my recovery to this day. That's awesome. That's a really inspiring story. I mean, <laughs> despite the fact that you're here with me today on my <laughs> podcast and doing a sound healing for me, uh, that story is is very inspirational. To see you here today and, and doing so well is uh, is really is really great to see. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so, I'm guessing here, mm-hmm. and this is part from my study and part mm-hmm. from listening to what you're saying is. Mm-hmm most of these practices that you were learning while you were incarcerated mm-hmm. and that you continued um, when you were released and um, have now turned into your your life yes. are grounded in mindfulness. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, for me, a lot of people use whatever helps people to keep people in the present moment, like anchor, so to speak, whether it's our, our breath or whether it's sounds, whatever, whatever keep us anchored. And for me... It was sound that helped me keep me like in the present moment. And sometimes my mind may wander and and, and off to um, fantasy land or whatever the case may be. But I could easily, con- you know, consciously just bring myself gently back to the present moment. And sound is that that anchor for me. And mindfulness is a practice that we can incorporate in a lot of things that we do, whether it's washing the dishes or vacuum vacuuming, you know, the floor. Or going for a walk, whatever it is, if we being mindful uh, and being in the present moment while doing it, that's a practice of mindfulness um, to me. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Deborah Burdick uh, mm-hmm. in my uh, second podcast there, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how mindfulness exists in everything. We were mm-hmm. talking about the shower as being mm-hmm. a great place to practice mindfulness, mm-hmm. and that meditation. Sound healing is a very specific type of mindfulness practice. Mm-hmm. It's not the only way to practice. It's a way to practice. And I think in some ways, it's a concentrated way to practice, mm-hmm. right? So um, I'm a football fan, right? Mm-hmm. So Tom Brady is running the same plays a hundred times during mm-hmm. the week. Why? So that when he runs it the one time on Sunday, right, that it goes well, right? <laughs> right. So that's why... We sit and meditate or we sit and sound heal Mm -hmm. or we practice a formal meditation is so that when things get tough, Mm -hmm. which they always do, right? That's one thing that life will always (laughs) do for us um, is that we can find our mindfulness in those difficult moments. So I'm guessing because I'm I'm with you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very um, auditory uh, meditator. Mm -hmm. 
I love to um, meditate with, you know, like you said, ambient music, mm -hmm. kind of meditation music. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the sound healing, uh, really connected with that. Mm -hmm. But I also, when I was in the clinic, and I've discussed this before too, would use popular music mm. to have people connect to their emotions, have people be able to explain things that they can't necessarily express with words through music. And I kind of got a little bit of that when uh, when I was experiencing the sound healing. And then when you were talking about it afterwards, can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Like when, you know, music and sound, it has a way to kind of like connect to our, our to our heart centers, to that space, that sacred space within our hearts where all our, our raw human emotions dwells from, from joy, love, compassion, appreciation to... Um, grief to sadness to anger, whatever those raw emotions may be. So the sounds and the vibrations, you know, it really penetrates to the cellular level, you know, and there's a saying a lot of uh, our issues live in our tissues. A lot of our, our, our trauma that's in our bodies, that our, our repressed um, stuck emotions and, and, and energy, stuck energies, it's in our bodies. So the sound healing, the vibration from the crystal singing bowls, the gong, and all the other healing instruments that I use today it, it penetrates to the cellular level and it helps to release a lot of that that, that stuck emotions. And a lot of times people, you know, release those emotions in a form of tears, which is a beautiful thing. Or I had experience when a woman um, released her, her her raw emotions in laughter, you know, in tremors. So there's different ways that people release um, different stuck emotions in their bodies. Um, and even with, with music and, and, and I, my mother passed away uh, actually, March second would be one year, and to this day, you know, when I when I'm feeling those intense emotions, that grief, that sadness, I put on some music, and the music is my form is a form of therapy for me. Whereas the lyrics, the melody, the beat from that particular song that I choose to listen to at that particular emotional state that I'm in, it it really connects to my my feelings in a way, and it brings those those feelings. Um, to the surface where I'm able to process them, where I'm able to feel them. And I believe we need to feel before we heal, you know, anything that we, we experience in our life. So the music and the sounds, and it, it really takes me to a place where, okay, I could, I could feel those emotions, I could process them, and I could learn from the wisdom that that holds in, in, in my raw human emotions, whether they feel uncomfortable for me, there, there's so much uh, wisdom and information from them. So different sounds and music, it has a way to connect us to that, that sacred space within our hearts and really feel whatever emotion we may be feeling and allow it to come up, allow it to process, and allow us to release those emotions in a very healthy and usually a profound way. It just reminded me of something is you are my first male podcast <laughs> guest. Um, so... And we're two dudes sitting here talking about emotions, right? That's pretty odd, okay? I'm sorry, but I don't care who you are out there. Two guys sitting around discussing emotions is not the norm. Right. And that's not right. And that's not okay, right? Um, I think, you know, I'm not sure how old you are, but I think you're pretty close in age to me. And we grew up in a time even, you know, not like we're old fogies or something, but even when we were growing up, you know, boys don't cry, mm -hmm. toughness is um, revered, mm -hmm. sensitivity, not so much. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm a therapist, right? So obviously I have some 
connection to my emotions and mm-hmm. have since I was born. You don't end up just being a therapist by mistake right. or a healer by mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, from our perspective, and especially with your background of, you know, having been through the ins and outs of substance abuse, mm-hmm. having been incarcerated for that, having come out on the other side, an inspiration, I think what we can offer here mm-hmm. through sound healing, through mindfulness, to men in particular, no mm-hmm. offense, women, we love you too. <laughs> We're all for you guys as well. Mm-hmm. But what we have to offer to men is a different perspective, a different way of looking at themselves, mm-hmm. understanding themselves. And, you know, I feel the weight of responsibility because, as you know, you met my my three-year-old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're also my first in-studio guest too. And I have two little boys. Mm-hmm. I have a three and a six-year-old. And I take that as a responsibility to raise them to be aware of their emotions, mm. right? To begin to try and understand their emotions. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, in dealing with the loss of your mother, which I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I um, did not know that Thank you had you lost did. your mother so mm-hmm. recently, um, to be able to use different methods to cope with what are uncomfortable and difficult emotions and music and sound mm-hmm. can definitely I mean, my son is very into music already. Mm. He's very into sound. And I think that's a vehicle that is unintimidating, mm-hmm. is welcoming, is inviting for him to experience different emotions. Mm. And I see him sometimes. His face will get all twisted up, right? <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, what are you feeling, man? And he looks like he's going to pop. Mm. And he he just, he's six. So he can't really describe it yet, but maybe he puts on a song, mm. right? And maybe it's something, you know, he's maybe he's picking something a little more aggressive that day, mm-hmm. right? And I can start to pick up on that. And um, I think it just gives us a way, uh, as men in particular, to begin to describe our emotions, to be okay with talking about our emotions, mm-hmm. um, and to not get like, oh, run away, run right. away, right? Because that's what got you into your addiction cycle. Absolutely. That's what, when I'm working with people, right, they have... Mm-hmm whether it's an eating disorder or whether it's bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. or substance abuse disorder, they're all trying to find a way to feel better. And it's hard to blame someone when they say alcohol makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Right. Right. And like you said, it works for a while, right? It works for a while. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, thank you for sharing that. That's, um, that's really great. Thank you, Chris. So talk a little bit about the different instruments that you use today. Mm -hmm. um, And then I can talk maybe a little bit about how I felt the different instruments. So, so describe, we're sitting here in a studio right now and um, we are surrounded by uh, Kelvin's instruments here and he's going to do a little describing of each one for you. Yeah. So right here I have the crystal uh, singing bowls, which made of, of quartz crystals. And what I have right here is the D note uh, crystal singing bowl. And it resonates with our, our second chakra. Also have the Tibetan uh, singing bowls. To bring that calm and relaxing feeling for us. And I also have, um, I have some chimes. I got the hand drums. Uh, I have some a rattle shaker. I have a thunder, a thunder stick. And just a few of those healing instruments that I brought with me to uh, for Chris to experience uh, a sound healing a session with me, which was, which was great. Um, the drum 
uh, which I told you uh, kind of gave me a, a like a call to arms almost, right? It was like a wake up <laughs> call. It was it was invigorating, and mm-hmm. it was the was what you started with. Does that have a Native American uh, yes. tradition behind it? Yes, it, it really does. And and in indigenous cultures, you know, they use drums for different call to actions. You know, what I mean, to like uh, prepare yourself to kind of like go to battle a lot of times in, in different indigenous cultures. Um, but also just, it just kind of energizes us, you know, and, and the, the drum is, is considered more like an earth medicine. So like the drum, the beat from the drum, the beat from our earth mother, mother earth, and, and it, it helps us to root in the ground and connects us to um, our ancestors, you know, the indigenous parts of our, of ourselves. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of memories in ourselves. So therefore, when you hear certain beats, when you hear certain rhythms, you know, it activates the memories within ourselves that sounds familiar, that you can relate to. And, you know, the rhythm from, from the drums, it really resonates with me. It takes me to a place of, of, of my ancestors back in, in Africa. So just utilizing the drums, you know, there's, there's so many different health benefits with playing the drums, such as relieving stress and, and help people, you know, have... Um, addictive states and depression or feeling anxious. Um, so many different health benefits for it, but it's just the spiritual connection that you feel um, while you're playing the drum. Um, the earth medicine that it, it provides when you're playing, uh, it's so healing in, in so many, so many levels. And I've known this since I was about 13. What's what's right behind me right now, Calvin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A nice drum set. <laughs> right? So... Um, I started playing the drums when I was about 13 yeah. and I never kind of understood why that was like, now I understand a little mm-hmm. bit like why playing an instrument for me is self-care, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Why that is so good for me when I'm not feeling right or I'm feeling off. If mm-hmm. I come play my guitar, I almost instantly feel better, mm. right? If I come down here and, and wail on the drums for a half hour, mm-hmm. there's something really healing about that. And I kind of didn't really understand it at like the spiritual and mindfulness level mm-hmm. and until I, you know, started to, after I initially spoke with you and started to investigate sound healing mm-hmm. a little bit and kind of understand resonance mm. um, and the different uh, qualities of resonance. And like you said, I like that, the uh, the issues in our <laughs> tissues, right? And how it can affect at, us at a cellular level. Mm-hmm. I knew that mindfulness can, and I'm, I'm very up on mindfulness research, but mm-hmm. um Understanding resonance, tones, uh, and sound as a healing process now makes a lot more sense to me, especially in the sense of, right, I think people know this from maybe like basic science classes, mm-hmm. like in middle school or whatever, right? There's a there's a visible light spectrum, really mm-hmm. G-Biv, right, um, that we can see. And then there's all sorts of light that we can't see, mm. like radiation and x-rays, which actually cause us a lot of harm, and we can't even see them. So So we can't hear every tone either. Even Mm -hmm. with the things that you're doing here, there's resonant tones that we can't hear Mm -hmm. that are still affecting us at a cellular level in a positive way. So that makes a lot of sense when I'm sitting here, you know, playing the drums and I'm feeling good. There's another, uh, there's another thing acting on me there, you know, that the resonance (laughs) and the tones of the drums are actually not just being able to bang on something, which is what I thought when I was a teenager, right? It was like, I have angst, right? I'm going to bang on something. But no, it's more than that. It's actually more than just animal from the Muppets, right? It's, it's really that, you know, 
there's actually something scientific happening there, right? That's right. <laughs> and, you know, that's just the power of, of sound and music. And, and like, even when I was incarcerated and, you know, you was talking about, Chris, you know, how we, you know, we, we don't show our, our emotions. And the emotion that I, I expressed the most was, was anger. Right. You know, and, and I, I expressed that very well, maybe too well. And, and that got me into very, um, you know, tough situations and, and got me into a lot of trouble. But once I was able to learn the practices of mindfulness and, and meditation and yoga and getting back and back into my body and listening to music and how music really affect me on a cellular level and allowed me to connect with my, my emotions um, and being incarcerated where I had an opportunity to be taken away from my element, so to speak, and do the inner work I needed to do in order to, to find freedom from um, those drugs that I used. And by going within and connecting to those raw human emotions and um, able to express them, you know, poetry was a great way for me to to release those emotions. And and by meditating, by by listening to music, I was able to connect to those emotions that I suppressed with drugs for many many years, and they came up to the surface, and I was able to release them in a very creative and, and positive way. And I have a poem that I love to share with you um, that I wrote while I was in prison. It's very therapeutic for me today, and the name of this poem is called Eyes of a Silent Sun. I would love to hear it, yeah. Oh, thank you. Look into my eyes and tell me what you see. Is it a lost soul with no control, trying to be free? As I look into the mirror and stare into my eyes, I see all the anger and self-hate, hypocrisy and lies. I see resentment, frustration, embarrassment and pain. I see jail bars and fancy cars as I cruise down memory lane. I see the feelings I repressed going back to childhood. I need to let go of those feelings. I would if I could. I see the hurt that I caused to the ones I love the most. I see my brother on his wedding day as we celebrate with a toast. I see the good and bad times that I experienced in my life. But it's so hard to let go of all that bitterness and strife. There's a sense of sadness when you look into my eyes like the ones you see when a close relative dies. But this death is not physical, it has to do with the soul. It's that morbid feeling we get when our spiritual energy is low. It's like nothing matters anymore, like that day when I was fired, feeling depressed and weak, can't sleep but I'm so tired. I'm tired of all the pain, the hurt and the rain from that cloud that keeps following me. Sometimes I think I'm insane. But when I look out the window and see the beauty of the lake, it reminds me of good times, like when I was nine and things were fine. And with the sunrise, I can feel the presence of the creator. When I look out my window, I see me in the beauty of nature. I'm a part of God's creation, nature, and humanity. The loving spirit that's in Jesus is also in me. So I learned to love myself and others just for who we are. I learned all about this love looking out my window with jail bars. Ah, oh, man. Mm. That's amazing. As a great piece of writing. Um, it's interesting too, right? That it took incarceration, mm. right? Like we go to such extremes as people to find what we need sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's unfortunate that a lot of times it takes, you know, kind of, you know, an unfortunate situation mm -hmm. for us to to find ourselves. But, you know, that's kind of how creation, right? Like, no, no kid is just born like, yay, right? They come out screaming right. and they come out in 
muck and they're thrust from the womb and you know it's like anything that's worth it anything that is going to help you to to emerge mm-hmm. many times can be painful yes and like you were saying i think it's really important to point out when those emotions came up when you started to recognize those emotions that's really hard mm. like it's not like oh yay i got these emotions and that's okay right. you got to work on that you've got to you've got to work on little by little mm-hmm. allowing those emotions in learning to process those emotions mm-hmm. using things like meditation yoga mm-hmm. sound healing talking to people mm-hmm. um, to be able to process that stuff. Um, so yes, th- thank you so much for reading that poem. Um, so let us know, Kelvin, how can we find you, man? Yes. How can we, how can we hook up with you? <laughs> I mean, I was lucky enough that you, you found me. So how can people find Honor. you, man? Thank you so much, Chris, for this opportunity. And people can log on to my website at www.secretsoundenergyhealing.com or they can reach me at area code 860-951-6921. Once again, that's 860-951-6921, www.secretsoundenergyhealing.com. Um, I saw um, either on your Facebook mm-hmm. um, that you have um, sound healings, public sound healings yes. that people can sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the the dates for those uh, on your mind right now? Um, um, you can have... share maybe a couple recent ones that are coming up. Yeah, I got, got one coming on the t- uh, the 24th of February at the Radiant uh, Yoga uh, Center in East Hampton, Connecticut. And that's from 1.30 to 3.30. And actually, we incorporate in um, essential oils, so the benefits of, of aromatherapy, along with the sounds. And we also use in um, what we call like a plant medicine of, of cacao. So we use cacao as like a little treat for, and it's, it's considered a superfood. And actually, in, in parts of... of, of Central America, it was known in different cultures, it was known food for the gods. So they have so many different health um, and healing benefits with cacao. So we have a combination of, of, of essential oils, sound healing, and cacao treat for people. And that's going to be an awesome, awesome experience on the 24th. And all the other um, events is, is on my website listed. Great, great. And I saw, I think you have one in South Windsor too, so... Um, If I can free myself up for my little (laughs) monsters, I will be there, man. I will definitely be there. Um, Kelvin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Thank you you for sharing your gift, man. And thank you for sharing your story. Um, I'm definitely going to have you back on. Thank uh, you so much. Because this was such a great experience. Um, So, again, thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and comment, subscribe, or rate my podcast. Also, go over to www.griffincounselingct.com for more information about uh, what it is that we do at Griffin Counseling Services and uh, how we can help you. Thanks for spending some time with the Music, Mindfulness, and Mental Health Podcast. Hope you can join us again soon.